Welcome to School Days to Help for Moms and Dads of School-Aged Kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm David Bailey. Do you want to get your name there for a second? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough morning. Uh, I see. <laughs> I still love you, though, babe. Thank you. All right. So today we're talking about something I think most parents struggle with. Really, I do. The battle is to get your kids to enjoy reading. With so much technology and devices readily available, it has become harder for kids to sit down and read a book than it was for us, I think. Yes. Yeah. I'll be back. A survey conducted by Scholastic found that reading for pleasure drops off drastically after age eight. By age 15, the U.S. doesn't even make the top 20 countries in the world who enjoy reading the most. And which countries enjoy reading the most, babe? I'm glad you asked that. You see how I just slid right back in there? <laughs> you guys didn't know I was gone, did you? <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Hit it, babe. Uh, so that's, that's going to be Albania, Turkey, uh, China and Kazakhstan. Kazakh, can you say that? Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, yes. <laughs> so there is an article that I was reading um, from this woman who is a self-professed um, book lover, or book addict, I think she calls herself. And it was just funny the way she described her home after they get home from the library. This is an article called How to Encourage Your Child to Love Reading from um, by Anne Carrico. Um, she said, so I'm really glad <laughs> this, is how oh my, well my, oh, this is how you perceive her talking. <laughs> yes, is this is what she talks at home. Sounds like Nirvana over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad that all my children love reading, too. When we come home from the library, a quiet settles over the house because we've all grabbed a new book and hunkered down somewhere. N <laughs> no, nobody is pestering to get on the computer or watch a movie because there are new stories to be savored. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Yes, favorite. Yes, it sounds <laughs> so wonderful. Right. Such reading bliss. It does. It sounds great. I mean, like that's like a dream of mine. Yes. That we're n there's no technology happening. No TV. No tablets. No phones. Nobody's asking to play Madden or whatever else. War robots. War robots. But yeah. they're all everybody in the house. That's is what down I play, y'all. I play War Robots. Oh, that's you. I thought yeah. you were talking about DJ. No, he doesn't play anymore. It's just me. <laughs> so he got you hooked. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he right. left the game. And I'm Here still playing the game. Problem. Yes. Sorry, y'all. Yes. So you and I aren't exactly avid readers. N no. Well, no. You know, what? I think after I went through grad school, I was so tired of reading. I read and read and read and read and read that I didn't mm. really. I was like, I ain't reading nothing, <laughs> nothing, N-U-F-I-N. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting back to it slowly, but surely. I have a lot of books I want to read. I know. And I need to read. That's my problem, too. People keep saying, oh, you should read this, you should read this, and it just makes me sink a little bit further every time somebody says right. that because I'm like, I have a long list of you should reads, Yes. and I don't really enjoy reading. Somebody did mention to me that they suggested that I need to – read a book that is not self-help that i need to like pick up michelle obama's book or something like that and that that might Isn't that help, -help kind of indirectly no isn't did it you, did autobiographical you read it? Did you read i have not it's on my list of things to read oh okay list too. all right we need to get yeah. somebody who read the book <laughs> to see if it's a self-help book and that's kind of an indirect self-help well maybe i don't know but it's oh. an autobiography i think yeah it is yeah, yeah. So she, she was suggesting you need to read something that you're just reading for fun versus trying to help yourself, and mm -hmm. then that might jumpstart my, my desire to read more. I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't I don't know if I have time for that though. I feel like <laughs> if I'm reading this book and I could be reading something that's gonna maybe help don't me. play war, war war whatever. Well, I need a break. <laughs> that's that can be your break is to I work. not play war whatever. That's like what the whole purpose of the show is today. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so maybe, maybe the show's just for me then. <laughs> if nobody he- else help me. Helped. <laughs> David. Kendra, help me today, please. <laughs> please. All right, let's go. So, yeah, well, we were going to talk a little bit about our kids, but yeah. I mean. We all on the struggle bus. We are all on the struggle bus. The kids are better than we are. I mean, like, Dave, not David, what's his name? What, our our child, Jonathan. Son? Oh, Jonathan. No, Jonathan, for a little while, he was really eating up a lot of books. Yeah. Um, and, and then he stopped. Yeah. And DJ. Yeah, he was into the Diary of a, Diary of a Wimpy Kid I mean, series. he would read those in one day. Right, he'd and just be crank like, it out. what's next? Right. Yeah. But now he's done. <laughs> yeah. Now he, he wants nothing. That's like, my struggle yeah. is I'm like, what can he do now? Like, DJ, how about this? No, it's not Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So we're like, Aww. oh. So we got to get something else that he could sink his teeth into. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. So before we go any further, let me just say that it takes a village. If you hear a great parenting tip or nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, and add the hashtag SchoolDazedShow or hashtag IamSchoolDazed. And also, we want you guys to be a part of the show. So if you have any questions or comments, if you just want to share your experience with your love of reading or your kids' love of reading or uh advice for what you've done with your kids to help them to like or love reading we'd love to hear from you so you give us a call at any time at 214-431-5062 so david who is our guest today yes so today we have kendra allen med that is the master of education (laughs) the master of education Uh, She's an educator with a passion to help parents, students, and the community regain a love for reading and a technology. I love how you you wove the theme with a show into her (laughs) her bio. bio. See, that's a first. That's a first. (laughs) I was pretty impressed. Yes. "Mm." With eight years of experience across various disciplines, Kendra's unique approach to building positive relationships with students and sharing her own joy of literature ignites the flame for others around her to dive into reading. As a student that hated reading and writing courses in Mm. grade school, as well as college, she is able to enlighten the students uh, with real real life connections about her struggles and triumphs in the content of reading. Uh, She earned her bachelor's degree from Texas A&M University Commerce and Interdisciplinary Studies. She went on to receive her master's degree in educational leadership with a principal certification from the University of North Texas Dallas campus. She will one day pursue her doctorate, Dr. Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in nice in ring to it. Yes, in education, but until then, she will continue to transform lives one book at a time. All right. Yeah, so we're glad you're here. And uh, okay. she is uh, uh, a friend of mine, a uh, co worker. We work together at uh, Donna Shepherd. I heard the name is changing. Her. It is. Yes. Her leadership Academy. Yes, Leadership Academy, mm-hmm. formerly Intermediate School uh, for four years. She's the one that basically kept me in line, kept me on task, and you know, cracked me up. She the was head. your work wife. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she, she, kept me, she kept me in line. She really did. <laughs> so anyway, Kendra, we're really glad you're here today. Thank you for having uh, me. Yes. All right. 
So you said that you hated reading and writing in, was it high school or? Through grade school. Through grade, okay, Mm -hmm. so tell us what your experience has been in in reading. Well, with reading, I was the student that did not want to stick to the norm or go down the straight line. Mm -hmm. I wanted to walk my own path. So a lot of my teachers and I always butted heads about (laughs) methods of how to get to the end. Um, it wasn't until um, college that I actually developed a, a true, true love for reading mm-hmm. um, and what it can afford me in life. So it just took off from there. Well, so what happened? Um, I actually had a teacher in high school that, you know, we really butted heads. It was a, a <laughs> writing teacher. <laughs> and I just noticed that my passion was writing. I love to journal. I journaled all the time. But I noticed that um, with reading, it improves my vocabulary because I'm able to see uh, other authors' words and how to transform them into my own. So um, as I got to high school, I got a little bit more serious about my education, and I just started reading. And after that, I went to college, and in college, like David said, you, you're reading mostly textbooks, so it's not reading for pleasure. So as an adult, I began to read and just fall in love with reading all over again. All right. So... I'm sorry. We're we're, we're going to take a, uh, uh, a commercial break. Uh, you had promised. I think it's a good time. She's looking at me like, <laughs> you are so off the script. This is not a part of the plan. <laughs> Babe, sing your song. Sing my song? Yes. <laughs> I was not planning on I know you weren't, singing but that well, song. we promised him in the announcements. You had a little something, something You for promised him. them. I did. I think you should sing it. I, I'll, I'll beatbox behind you. <laughs> You're really doing this. Yeah. Hit it, babe. Show buddy your, your so gifts. So... If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> David wanted me to sing the Reading Rainbow song. Y'all remember that show with what, LeVar Burton? Was that reading? Or was yeah, that it was yeah. LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar. From uh, Roots? Was LeVar Burton Roots, Roots? and from... It was Toby. Yes. From Roots. And uh, from Star Trek. He was in Star Trek, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're not the second Star Trek, but also time. yes. Right. Yeah, we are here, to babe. Just, 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 yeah. just give, just give, just give ten <laughs> seconds of, of it. I'm sorry, y'all. She's I'm so mad at me. Too. I am. I'm really mad. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I love you. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna sing it like the lady sang it. Sing, hit it, very babe. dramatic. Hit it. Okay. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That That's how good. she sang that it, was wasn't good. it? That was good. Yeah, she was I very like dramatic. So I like that. that. Was the, okay. Wow. We, we're, we're, right. we're, we're just free-flowing today. This is probably the most free-flowing show we've had yet. Let's go. Let's hope it gets back on track. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. So why should. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just sang a song on the, on the station. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why should we, as parents and caregivers, even want to encourage our kids to read for pleasure? Well, with reading, children are able to develop their personalities and actually be able to communicate more effectively when they're reading. Um, It it develops their imagination. I'm not sure if you have talked to children here lately, but they have a hard time envisioning things and Mm -hmm. imagining. So if you talk to an avid reader, um, their brain is just like this. (laughs) It's amazing. It's huge because all of the possibilities that they think about, it's like, oh, well, I didn't really think of it like that. And then when you ask them why they thought of that, they'll say, oh, it was a book that I was reading and the care, I really related to the character. So reading really pulls people in and it Mm -hmm. it helps you develop those cognitive skills that you need to be able to communicate throughout Mm -hmm. life. That's great. Why sitting down with a good book, such a lost art or uncommon activity now? (sighs) Because we're always on the go. 
most people don't take a, take the time to just sit down and relax. And if they are, they're usually about to go to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's such a lost art. Just sitting down um, is considered boring nowadays. You have to be doing something um, in order to be considered having fun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. With our oldest son, that that's his thing is everything's boring. Yeah, it's, it's so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> DJ, why don't you read a book? No, it's so boring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's not. It's not a tablet, or it's not. Right. You know, mainly because it's a tablet. Yeah, if it's not his tablet, it's boring. Yeah. Or my phone, so he can play Madden. Oh yeah, Madden. I'm about to take that off. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Hanging like that. I'm over it. Yeah. Okay. So. Well. Research shows that digital media kind of gives them this dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this instant gratification. How do we combat that need and that ad- a really addiction mm-hmm. um, to encourage them to read? I think you just kind of have to balance the two. Um, once you figure out what they like to read, find things on that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called like high interest, low vocabulary books. Um, I know the I Survive series are really a big hit, which is um, books Those about uh, things that actually happen in history, but they have fictional characters in them. Um, I know my sixth graders love those books. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding things that really interest them and tying that digital print in, into it, because most oftentimes when you look at a book, they may have something online that goes along with it, mm-hmm. maybe like an extension piece or a video that goes with it. So tying it together. Mm-hmm. I, I think we just have to embrace technology, but we just have to merge it into what we used to do before. Yeah, and there's so many, I mean, with the I Survived, there's so many moves you could look up. Right, and say, exactly. hey, we're going to watch the movie <laughs> right. after you read the book. Yep. Yeah. Yep, like exactly. Like Titanic and... There was a Hindenburg. Is there a Hindenburg mm-hmm. one? I think there's I a Hindenburg one. one that there's also one about the Great Chicago Fire. Yes. Right. We I lived in one. Chicago. Was there was a, a song one. about that, too, but I won't let you make me. <laughs> you want to sing it? You brought it up. You want to sing it? No. No. I'm not doing it. No, okay. I'm not doing it. We'll save that for next week, y'all. That's next week's show, she's going to sing about the Great Chicago Fire. Um, I know for me growing up, one of the ones I loved, you know, there was a time I actually enjoyed reading. There was a, a season when I was a child. I didn't. didn't Last week, I think I said I didn't read much. Yeah. Uh, I love reading the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Mm-hmm. You know, you know about those? So what it is, and I think they still have my song in the library a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. is you start off with a story, and let's say they're going on a, on a hike or something, and then something happens dramatic. You have to make a decision. And so if you choose to go to the left turn the page like you may read up to like the page 10 okay and you choose to go left turn to page 76 gotcha. and you flip there and you see whether you lived or not basically it's like either okay. you live or you die or, or something and what are they called again choose, choose your, your own, own adventure. adventure choose your own adventure yes they're okay. awesome um and oh they already got a collar <laughs> okay all right <laughs> uh let me let me let them come in Hi, you're on with School Days Help for Moms and Dads of School Age Kids. What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh. Hi, my name is Lindsay, and I'm calling because I'm enjoying De- I'm de- enjoying Danita singing. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, That's Lindsay. the only reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Lindsay? No, I, hey, how are y'all doing this morning? All right, Good. all right. How, how, how can we serve you this morning? Well, I just really wanted to just chime in on the conversation because books are life and one of my favorite um, topics. And um, I know that sounds kind of nerdy, but I I love to talk about books. I love to read books about books. And um, I think it's, like you were just saying, a lost art that um, 
so many of us, adults and children alike, are losing. Hmm. But I'd like to piggyback off of your guest who was talking about um, uh, a lot. Of, one of the one of the benefits of reading is um, building character, mm-hmm. building personality, and yeah. imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think imagination is something that a lot of us don't think about anymore, especially right. as um, adults. Maybe we've we've lost our imagination, but. I've just been recently reading some things about the importance of imagination as it relates to building our character and building our faith. Mm-hmm. And um, and books are so uh, huge in building our imagination and cultivating our imagination and fostering, uh, even within our families and within our children, a culture of imagination so that the kids can, um, so that they can envision themselves in, in the characters, envisioning themselves yeah. being heroes, envisioning themselves as um, the first uh, to, to do whatever they can imagine. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we, if we are, if we're not careful, um, you know, if we do not, if we're continuing to strip children from the joy of reading and the joy of getting caught up in a good story, I think we're really going to, uh, well, we're already seeing a lot of uh, of the uh, drawbacks of that, not being able to um, write well, not being um, mm-hmm. uh, self-motivators, right. motivated, not being inspired. Um, and if you think about it, think about how many stories have inspired us, whether it's a story from the Bible or, or it's a story from even a movie. A lot of the best movies were first books. Right. So, um, so I, I don't know. I've just been pondering that connection of, really um, helping helping to foster a healthy imagination with my children so that um, they will be motivated, inspired, not only to um, accomplish things in their life, but that they would also inspire others, mm-hmm. that they would envision themselves as uh, people who will inspire other people, people by, um, by stories. And so... Anyways, um, I I hope that we will take seriously the uh, the drawbacks that we're seeing by so many children um, and adults who are who are so disconnected from life, mm-hmm. real life, and inspiring stories and beauty and art because we're uh, we've got our noses stuck and scrolling and mm-hmm. um, not connecting to beauty. So yeah. Um, anyways, that's my two cents about about. Um, fostering a healthy uh, imagination and, and a uh, astute learning for uh, learning how to love to read. And you do have to learn how to, to love to yeah. read because you do have to discipline yourself to, um, like she was saying, to sit still and to, um, uh, to you know, discipline your mind to not to wonder. Yeah. But um, once you do discipline yourself and you begin to um you will begin to have an appetite for books where you cannot get enough of them. Mm. So I hope that we'll all um, take the time to do that. And I know it's a struggle in in our um, present uh, present day culture. Yeah. I'm glad that you're winning in, uh, in your household though. I'm always seeing pictures of your cute kids on uh, social media, reading books and, um, and she's always posting books too. Yes, that's true. Yes. You did yeah. read Michelle Obama's I, book, is it? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we, were, we, we, we were, bring you on to yeah. give a recap. Well, yes, I, I devoured that one. That one was a very inspiring story, and mm. you know, again, here's a here's a story of the first 
African-American First Lady of the United States, but as I was reading her story, which it is a, a, it's a book about her story, you know, I, she's just another person. She's mm. just, you know, she really felt like a friend. Mm. So, um, that's, you know, a, that's good a good story yeah. will, will, <laughs> will do. But I, I encourage people to, you know, um, what kind of buffet are you setting out for your kids? That's good. Um, buffet. Sit, I like that. Book literally buffet. sit out books all over the house. And I have little reading yeah. corners all over the house with pillows and books on in baskets and books in their room and, and not having them up high on the shelf where they can't reach them, but having them down low where they can grab them. And um, I even, I even uh, for Christmas, got, got my boys a bookshelf that, um, that we put on the, on the wall that's right by their bed. They have bunk beds, so it's right on the wall, right by their bed. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, nat- that comes naturally for a lot of kids. Some people are natural-born readers. Yeah. But, you know, for a lot of kids, especially, I think, um, some boys, you know, it's harder for them to be still. But at nighttime is a good time when you're, you know, you're, you're getting tired and, you're, you know, they're winding down. So, anyway, just trying to create that rhythm in their, um, in their uh, daily routine and, and like I said, I, it, I've, I'm surprised because they ask to read at night almost every night. So that is awesome. so awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, Miss Lindsay. And thank Absolutely. you for calling. You're welcome. Enjoying the show. Y'all have a good day. Okay, That's you too. do the same. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. That's Ms. So if she you, was on the show before. Yeah, she was. She was yes. on the, the homeschool show. Okay. Yeah. So if you just called us and we missed your call. We're so sorry. We apologize. Go ahead and call us back at 214-431-5062. Yes, we really want to hear from you, caller. We're, we're, yes. We're still trying to learn how to switch back and forth between them, but please call back. So something she talked about was um, the attention span, the mm-hmm. ability to sit down. Is there something like exercise that you can do for your mind to try to get strengthen your reading stamina um the only thing that i would recommend for reading stamina is to actually read Mm -hmm. um incorporate (laughs) breaks in there i do brain breaks with my students Mm because i know that reading can be a drain for them Mm -hmm. so i kind of take a moment tell everybody to stop let's stand up um go noodle is awesome it has videos exercise videos it's called go noodle go noodle.com okay Okay. it has different um, one word Yes, go okay. noodle. Okay. And uh, has brain exercises. So it tells you to do things like T to the L. You're trying to do things with your fingers, but your brain is thinking something else. So it just gives them a brain break. And then when they sit down, they're more alert. Oh, um, okay. So doing exercises like that would help. Yeah, but overall, just sitting down and reading. Right. It's a exactly. discipline. It is. It yeah. is. It's just like conditioning, like an athlete. They I have think to. That's run. why people don't like to do it. Right. That's probably true. Because <laughs> you don't have to discipline yourself to watch TV. That is very true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but anything that's worth doing is worth worth getting is worth working for. That was not the phrase. What are you trying to you say, know, babe? Just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anything worth having. Having, yes, is worth working for. Well, yes. That's, that's, clo- that's close enough. Either, but that's close enough. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Denita Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on that, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> wow. So what are the the academic benefits of reading? What does that do for your mind? Uh, communication skills. It builds your vocabulary. Mm. It builds um, your attention span. Um, listening, your listening skills. And that's mm. where the audiobooks come in. Oh, okay. Um, when you're listening to an audiobook, I know for me, it helps me to listen to the words and how the author pronounces them. Mm. Because sometimes when we read, we stumble over words, even as adults. And children do the same thing. So listening to a book and reading it at the same time is awesome. 
awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people are avid about the audiobooks nowadays, and I think that that really does help students because it gives them a read aloud and it gives them a model to yeah. go by. Um, why is reading for pleasure important? Like, why should let's say so a kid you now they've been going to school all day and reading and whatever they came to your class and read and and they got homework at night <laughs> and you know. Uh, but now to read for pleasure, why? Why? You know, I'm, I'm reminded of a quote that I have on my wall, and it says, reading gives us a place to go when we have to stay where we are. Mm. So a lot of times, Say it again. reading gives us again. a place to go when we have to stay where we are. All right. Um, it's actually a quote on my wall, and I have a little um, plaque that has it on my desk as well. But it just gives them a, a place to go. Most students, um, they come home from school, and they're home. They don't go anywhere. Not all of our kids are athletes or, you know, participate in a sport. So the right. way that they can explore the world right now is to get dive into a book. Mm -hmm. And it helps them to just um, create those things in their mind. Again, it goes back to imagination. Right. If you're able to imagine things, you're able to really go on with your life and make some connections. Um, I think that a lot of my students, especially the ones that are low income, um, they miss out on a lot of things, but yeah. reading is that place. It gives you a release. It's like you're okay after a long day's work, whatever you go home to do. That's what it does for someone that's an avid reader. They're able to get away from the day. Yeah. So um, you've mentioned low income students, mm -hmm. and so I know you know one of our uh, what's our what's our statistic about a book? Three hundred to one in oh, some yeah. neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In some low income neighborhoods. Um, and so let. let how would you encourage reading maybe in an environment where like you know we, we have more books at home that we can we even know what to do with yeah we inherited my, right. my uh sister's in-laws had um a bookstore called black images book bazaar okay in south dallas and so we inherited a ton of wow. books her kids are like six seven years older than ours so okay. we we have yeah. more books than we can read so um, if you're in an environment where maybe books aren't as easily accessible mm -hmm. or can purchase them, what would be the best way? Or maybe if there's no transportation to, you know, may, you know maybe into a library or maybe not, mm -hmm. how would you encourage reading um, where maybe those resources are not as easily available? Okay, I would definitely recommend that the child speak to their librarian. Okay. Um, if you're in a school, you can rent bro books for free. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, oftentimes when a librarian sees that a student is wanting to read, um, they take a little bit more initiative to get to know their interest, and they may order those books to go into the library oh. so that they don't have to pay for them, and they can just check them out and read them yeah. um, through their school. Here's another uh, research. I had to look it up on Instagram. I posted about this a while back. A while back. Um, Dolly Parton has a book initiative okay. for um, anybody. She, I think she did it because there's such a book um, desert mm -hmm. for um, kids in low-income neighborhoods, but this is, you don't have to, there's no income requirement for this. It's called Imagination Library. Mm. So you can go to, I, I guess just Google Imagination Library, and what they do, it's, it's a book gifting program that mails free books to children from birth to age five, regardless of income. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, if you go to my Instagram, 
um, at Noggin Foundation. There is, and you click on the link in the bio okay. and look for, there's a cute little train made of books and it says Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. There's a link to that uh, that website actually. Awesome. But we love it. Um, actually, we um, the people that lived in our house before us got those books and they never stopped it. So okay. every Free month. Free books in the Bailey house. Yeah, every month we oh, get, wow. and they're really good quality books. Okay. Yeah, so and check that out. And they're free, That's absolutely. Awesome. One of the things that I read in an article about reading for pleasure is to stop making it so academic for kids. Yes. Because that kind of sucks the fun out of it. Right. And he was saying to encourage your kids to read not because of something academic. Right. And say that it's more of a family value. Mm -hmm. That we read books so that we can learn more about the world, so yes. we can l learn more about different people. And it's just something that, like, the Baileys read. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. But <laughs> that's, that should be, like, a motto is our family. We're readers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we sit down and read and we learn and get different perspectives. That That's the beauty of what you were saying is, you know, read. What was your quote again? Reading gives you a place to go when you have to stay where you are. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. Or when the TV's off. <laughs> right <laughs> or the tablet or the phone or, you right. Know, right yeah but we you know we live in our own little bubbles and by reading we get to meet new people right exactly uh, sometimes real people like yep. michelle obama mm -hmm. uh but you know new characters who have right. completely different experiences than ours right. and that is just the best way to live is to know that there are people that are different than you and that the world doesn't revolve around you exactly mm -hmm. but did you answer your own question Kind of. Yeah. yeah. She had a question for you, but she just <laughs> answered it herself. What's the goal of reading for pleasure? That was a question, but she gotcha. never really got to it. Okay. Um, so what, what type of books or reading materials um, help kids transition who don't enjoy reading? Let's just say they just, I just don't like to read. You have to find interest with those students. It has to be, if you have Around a student, topics? Yes, around topics. Okay. Mm. Um, if they um, love basketball. Uh, I know Kwame Alexander with the book The Crossover, which is about a young boy who uh -huh. plays basketball. Um, mm. That's a very high interest book, but students love it. It's always checked out at our library. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Didn't Kobe Bryant write a book too? He did. Or I'm dear, not sure. Dear, it's uh, Dear Basketball or a, a, a love letter, something like it's a, it's a love Should letter to basketball. It? Yeah, go ahead and go, yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah. Keep talking. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, he, he won a, I think he won an Oscar for it was it turned it was an animated it was an animated uh short how did i miss that yeah and kobe won the the i think it was an oscar for animated short wow for that if i'm not mistaken you I'm can you can yeah, double check you sure it was kobe Bryant? i'm not seeing it. <laughs> yeah so like that's, that's or maybe it wasn't a book but i know it was a short oh, okay okay which would not be what mm. we're trying to promote here <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was good. <laughs> but yeah, you just have to find out what their interests are because there are books out there for every type of reader. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what people for, uh, forget. They think that reading is just for schoolwork and that is it. Right. But no, if you want to learn how to do something, I know we have Google, but there are people out here just like you and I that have written books that you would probably listen to more because they're more relatable mm -hmm. than someone that you don't know on Google. So books are just amazing, but you, you have to find them. You have to yeah. find them. Um, so are there dif different things like um, oh, one of the things that I've come across just in planning for our summer program is something called News. I don't know if it's Newslea or Newsella. Newsella is how they say it. Newsella. Okay. Mm -hmm. They That's have really amazing. yeah, it is. Yes. They have great articles about all sorts of things. You can 
search by topics, yes. um, by age, mm-hmm. by genre. They have sh- uh, short stories, but then they also have, like, I found an article about Drake, and I have no idea what it was about. But but it's there. But, but yes. it's about Drake. Yes. So, I mean, that's got to be interesting for kids. Mm-hmm. And there was something about the bottle flipping that yes. the kids do. Oh. There was an article yeah. about that. The water oh. bottle. That, that all teachers hate. <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. Oh. And all parents hate. Do they still doing that? Yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but this is about stuff that interests yes. them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll have yeah. something about um, the bombings in Sri, Sri Lanka. Because yes. what they do is they have um, up-to-date articles. So right. as a teacher or as a parent, right. you can use this as a resource to talk about what's happening today. Yeah. Um, and they do it in a way that's really interesting. And the thing that I also love is that they you can choose the number of words and the difficulty of words yes. of the article oh, yeah. by their age range. Oh, that's right. great. Um, yeah. So you can change it. So it makes it easier. It makes it harder based yeah. on how, you know, the uh, level of your child's reading. Yeah. yeah. Another resource that I like is uh, Scholastics. Mm-hmm. It's come a long way and they're in every content area and it's high interest. Um, if, even as a parent, if you have a subscription for your, your child, it sends you a magazine. Uh, if you do uh, Scholastic News, for example, it has all the contents in one magazine and it also has a resource to go along with it. So it, it doesn't have to be for a grade, if you will, from your student, right. but it's something that you could talk about every week. It sends you a magazine every week and it's mm. current events. Like I think the, the latest one that I saw was I used to be a bully. So it's a story oh. from a student that used to be a bully and it gives you those discussion questions that you can have with your child Mm -hmm. so scholastic is a great resource um, to develop those reading and you know another great thing this is also from an article but now i'm remembering that this happened growing up is getting mail yes so i used to (laughs) love to get was it mad magazine yes and then there was another one highlights Mm -hmm. that was the one i really really liked highlights is that still around yes yes it is yes (laughs) so did you remember those no i just remember highlights i I remember them from the doctor's office you're waiting for your appointment they're always sitting oh highlights doesn't matter what doctor's office anywhere yeah yeah but what the cool thing is it has your name on it it comes in the mail so how i don't know why we haven't thought about that with our own kids but get them a subscription to something and you know they love to get the mail anyway so to get something that actually has their name on it that made me want to read because it was mine exactly right Um, but an article that i read also this woman said that she um orders books off of amazon and has them sent to her kid in her kid's name so she gets like a ups package Uh and they get excited because it's like they get this monthly ups box of books mm-hmm. or box one book or whatever. So that's yeah. something to kind of make it a little more fun yeah. for the kids. Now, is there um, an advantage of or disadvantage or doesn't matter whether you're reading something like physical in your hand or reading digital media? It just depends on the type of learner that you are. Okay. There, I don't think there's a, a an advantage or a disadvantage. I think you just have to bridge the two together. Like, I used to be a, a person that only wanted a hard book in my hand because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm reading on my phone or my computer, I'm going to be easily distracted to go look for something else. Okay. Yeah. So but true. if I have a book in my hand, I'm focused on that one task. But here lately, I've been listening to audiobooks, mm-hmm. And so I've been able to see, like, okay, well, I really didn't look at it that way because when you listen to a character or... <laughs> Or an author and they're reading their own book it gives you um, a different kind of viewpoint of and then how you're reading the words is a little right. bit different yeah so um, audio books are, are, are a good thing I, I like them I think that's something that we should definitely dive into as well as the actual print because we don't want to see the books go away and you don't a lot of people don't know that libraries offer 
audiobooks for free they with, do. with your library card. They sure so do. My mom does that all the time. She because she was doing what's the audiobook, the popular one, Audible. Yes, she was doing Audible, but Audible is pricey. It's very pricey. So uh, she found out about the fact that your public library will let you yeah. download books for free. And also, they can check with their school librarian if they go to public mm. school, because I know our librarian has gotten a subscription for audiobooks. So some of the books that are in the library have the audio version mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, that's very helpful and inexpensive. Free. Yep. <laughs> free. <laughs> that is ex- inexpensive. Um, now, I know for... I do a lot of you know test prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, this is you know we're working with students getting ready for the SATs mm-hmm. and ACTs and stuff, and and I see that sometimes and this is over the years that students struggle with the rigor mm-hmm. of the reading passages uh, that that they see on these types of tests versus any other type of reading. They you know say they are reading you know these things that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we help to bring them along, uh, encourage them to, you know, increase rigor, increase vocabulary so that when they come across these words and come across these, you know, um, types of passages that they're comfortable with them because the, the level, uh, that type of reading is different than, Mm -hmm. than, you know, leisurely reading. Right. Um, so what are some ways that, you know, maybe in the classroom we've done to kind of help to bridge the gap between, um, those two well exposure is very key when it comes to stamina and rigor um, you have to expose them to those higher level passages um, in order for them to perform later on down the road uh, one thing that I like to do is I'll give my students a higher grade level passage with no questions I just want you to read it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. and then we'll do like discussion cubes and I'll roll a die and it'll say okay well what was this character like let's talk about characterization Um, But no questions are attached to it. So they really are looking like, what am I supposed to do with it? I just want you to read it. Just read it. Just read read it. And then as as the adult or the facilitator, you're asking them questions. Just, you know, nothing that you're reading from a script. But if you have a cube, then you can create one that just has discussion questions about it. Okay, well, tell me about the, the character in that story. Well, how did that make you feel? Can you relate to that character? And when you get them to talking about it, it, it has them to look at it a different type of way. So when you keep exposing them to those lengthy passages and giving those questions afterwards without them having to actually physically answer a question with a pencil, it, it ignites something in their brain mm. that lets them know, okay, I can read this type of passage. I can talk about it. Now let me answer some questions about it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think about... Uh, like when you know in high school, I don't and I, I don't know what's happening at the at the high school level now with reading, but I remember, you know, reading what they call like the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, Beowulf. Uh, Beowulf. I had to read that in high school. Uh, Lord of the Flies and you know uh, Moby Dick and those mm-hmm. types of of books. Um, I'm not sure because I know you're at the intermediate. Like, mm-hmm. is there is there still a, a drive for? I mean, is there still a push for that, or is it just for? I certain think there like are pre AP courses, or I think so. In the pre AP courses, definitely. I'm not sure how the gen ed looks um, actually, but uh-huh. I know that there are still novel sets that the higher grade levels do read. Yeah. Um, I actually don't even remember my novels from high school because I had to take college English in high school. Oh wow! So I didn't have to read any of the classics that yeah. most people have to read. Um, do you think there's a there's a uh, a benefit in reading just books like that uh, as a whole to encourage maybe some of our parents of older students like mm-hmm. is there a, 
you know, and we've talked about reading for their interest. Like, let's go back to this book that was written back in the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's good to read the classics because you you can still relate to them even if they are written in the eighteen hundreds. Um, I, for example, my students just read a book called The True Confessions of Charlotte Duell. It's about a young girl and it's written in the 1800s who's mm-hmm. traveling to America. But they were able to relate to that and they were able to see, OK, even though this book was written years ago, it's still relatable to me. And they're able to make connections. Right. So it's all about making connections. That's how you really build an interest in anything. If yeah. they can connect to Moby Dick or if they can connect to Beowulf, those are things that I did not really help. to Beowulf. Exactly. <laughs> I did, however, <laughs> connect to um Laura Ingalls Wilder, the okay. Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. series. That was great. And I mean, it was just fun to look to see what life was like back then. Right. In the, well, I don't know when the book was set. It wasn't the 1800s, was it? I'm not sure. Early settler days. No, I hit my history is, <laughs> <laughs> is, is evading me here. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's, that's good. And, and again, to look at just different, different ways right. of living. Right. Even when it was a long time ago. And it brings me back to communication as well, because I know when I got to college, we talked about the books we read in high school and I was the one that could say, oh, I didn't read that in high school, but somebody that did, we could connect on that. Okay. Well, I read a snippet of it, but I didn't. So it just, reading really does bridge that gap. Like if, there's somebody in a room that I may not have talked to, but I realized that we read the same book or we didn't read the same book. That mm-hmm. that brings me to have a conversation with them. Which yeah. Communication skills are vital in, right. in the everyday world. Especially mm-hmm. And reading helps with that. Absolutely. Let me ask you, so what are, what's the best way to... So I'm probably not going to review a book for my child okay. like I would a movie, uh-huh. right? Um, so what's the best way to gauge the appropriateness, the age appropriateness of a book? Okay. So first I would check with the librarian if you can. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, Google is our friend. There is a website that I like to use. It's called understood.org. Mm. And it has list of books that are age appropriate for okay. students so that you can go out there and you can read a synopsis of the book before. And um, not, not just age reading level appropriate, but content. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have a little side story. So I taught fourth grade for four years. What? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you didn't Why know are you that? laughing? <laughs> she laughing in my face. Sorry. She knows you. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it, it was a qu- it was quite interesting. Actually, my babies who uh, my first group of fourth graders are graduating this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, from high school, so I'm going to graduation. But anyway, oh. I remember uh, we had a lot of books donated to the classroom, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, you know, so they're reading. Know they're reading. She knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> yep. So they're reading, <laughs> then. Uh, Mr. Bailey? Uh, yes. Uh-oh. Uh, so I got this book here. <laughs> it says the F word. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Well, um, just give that to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And That's it, my er- point. Every, yeah. it, right, to your point, is every year it is. <laughs> every year? It was every year. Oh, no. Every year. Oh, this book too? Okay, I'll take that one too. And maybe because I'm like, oh, oh, wow, you know, it 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 can be really, yeah, you know, it can be touchy. You know, it's not that probably like kids have heard a lot of the stuff anyway, but that's not the point. Is you don't want to encourage it, right? We're not we're not not trying to feed that into their heads, right? uh, Of what they're getting. So yeah, I I remember that vaguely. I mean, uh, very vividly. vividly, Yes, yes. They have that for movies. It's easy to find what they'll tell you down to how many times the S word was used in a movie. So, you know, I, I really want something to uh, I'm sure help there's me a resource that for that. I'm going to look for that. I'm going to look for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, should we or shouldn't we, and this I, I know I've, I'm guilty of this myself, should we challenge the type of book that our child is picking up? And I'm not talking about content and inappropriateness. Okay. I mean, what if my kid only wants to read comic books or something? Graphic novels and only one of graphic novels. Okay. Um, I'm on the fence when it comes to that because in one instance, you want them to be able to just pick up a book that they, they're interested in. Mm -hmm. But you also want them to um, push themselves a little bit further than what they're, they're comfortable with. So I would say gauge like how long they've been on that particular book. Mm -hmm. And then try to find something that's a little similar but it's more uh, challenging for them. Mm -hmm. And then push that out and say hey let's try this book. It's a little bit closely related to the one that you like but let's try it maybe it has more words and less pictures words. <laughs> so right. just, just you know try to slide it in there gently because you don't want to discourage them from reading something that they like and then they decide that they don't want to pick up a book anymore right right yeah, i know uh going back to my fourth grade teaching days she still can't <laughs> believe i taught fourth grade i did i really did north, north hills prep hey north hills prep shout out uh but what i would encourage them to do is to balance between the fiction and nonfiction, mm -hmm. um, so that they're used to reading different types of literature. Because again, you know, because I see the struggles when I get to SAT prep. Right. Is you know there are these these journals you know from these scientific journal passages or writings on the more on the technical side, mm -hmm. and if they've never had any type of exposure to it in any way, yeah. Um, for all these years, all they've read is you know about skateboarding or whatever, right? Which is great, mm -hmm. but when it comes to what they're looking for mm -hmm. to, you know, determine your entrance to college and mm -hmm. scholarship right, and stuff like right. that, that, you know, so I would just encourage parents to, you know, uh, you know, we definitely want to encourage them to read, mm -hmm. but also to, you know, at certain times slide in those other types right, of passages exactly. to find a balance. Yeah. Because if they don't, then they're going to be, you know, very great lopsided readers. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we have a question on Facebook Live question is what are some good early reading apps good early reading apps mm -hmm. um i know abc mouse is great we loved <laughs> abc I mouse that is them a good for one. my son but we got to cancel the description we don't use they don't <laughs> use it anymore. well they've kind of aged out of that a little bit well uh, kind of yeah. yeah but it's still great yeah. it is it's, great it's good to go back and look at it i love the songs on that. i'm right i'm, I'm, I'm jamming <laughs> right exactly jamming on that's the one that the early reading that's one that really just comes to mind is abc house uh mouse because it actually it grows with them. Mm -hmm. um, it, now it does cap off at a certain grade I think level, a second grade but, it caps off. But early reading, that I think that's great because they have to, if you have it on an iPad, they are able to touch the letters and move them into different spots. So it's helping with letter recognition and things of that nature. Um, I'll have to research some more early learning apps. My son is actually eight, so oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moved away from it. But I will definitely um, look at some things, and I can post those on my Facebook. Um, I have some on my phone. So that they Hold can on see them. And we can also reach out. We're not that far away from early learning. Right. And maybe we can reach back out to uh, Dr. Van Cleek right. last week as well. Oh, no. Oh. I took them all off because we're out of early learning. Oh, what was yeah. uh, the kids were reading? There was some sort of rocket ship. Uh I knew you were going to look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking um, about. We had the app on our phone for a long time. The rocket ship. Yeah, I'm probably not describing yeah. it very no. well. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what that was, but it was the same sort of thing, and there were a bunch of books. It was from school. We got the subscription from school because they were using it at school. So there's uh -oh. a bunch of – yeah, what was that? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it, but I don't remember what the name of that. But it would read, yeah. so it would give you the opportunity to read it. 
um, by yourself mm-hmm. or you could listen to it and oh, then it would ask awesome. you questions at the end of it. Doggone, what was the name of that? Um, maybe somebody online is going to be able to tell us. That's what awesome. was that? If you're listening, tell help, us help what us that audience. was. Um, somebody? Because I, I know a lot of um, um, a lot of schools use this app. Um, here's another question well, that's from a good one. online. We'll, we'll have to get back to you about that. Um, Octavia is the one who asked about that. Um, Jorge wants to know, what are your thoughts? Oh, this is a good question about paying a child to read, just like you would pay a child to do chores. Again, on the fence. <laughs> but you got to find what motivates your child. Yeah. You, you really do have to find what motivates them. You want them to develop the love to do it just because. But if they are motivated by money, then if you're if you're setting a goal for them and they reach the goal, say, for example, you could say, OK, by the end of the month, if you read um, five books then yeah, I'm going to, you know, yeah. you, if you're setting a goal, them. if you're getting them an incentive, I, I think that's a great idea uh, to pay them for that because they're, they're working towards something and in life we have to do that. So, you know, I'm all about reading, but I'm also about um, life skills. Mm-hmm. Like right. Mm-hmm. Reading helps you with those things. So if I'm setting a goal for you to read, then you, and money motivates you, then I will pay you at the end of the month. If you money reach that goal me. and I can talk, you can actually right. talk to me about that book. You didn't just skim through it, but if you are able to do that, then I say it's a great idea to yeah. pay them. Yeah. We only have a couple more minutes. I did want to say a couple of things. Um, ask you, what are some of your favorite elementary, middle school, and high school books? Just give me a, a few. Um, elementary, the only one that comes to mind is The Hungry Caterpillar. That's a good one. That yeah. was an awesome one. Love that. I love that one. Colorful, bright. <laughs> Um, I also loved um, uh, any of the Ramona Quimby books. Yes, I was just okay. Ramona. Okay. Yeah. Ramona the Ramona Pest. Ramona the Great. <laughs> Ramona the, the Pest. Pest. Yeah. Um, and then what else? Judy, Judy B. Jones. Was oh, that another? The Judy B. Yeah. Jones series. Okay. Yeah, Judy B. Jones. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a big good one. one too. Those are all good elementary yeah. school. Yeah. Um, um, middle school. B- elementary, middle school. I would say the Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those were my favorite in school. I remember that when the book fair would come around, my mom would be so mad at me because I would have so many goosebumps, <laughs> and she would tell me get some other books. I'm like, no, I love those. These are ones. <laughs> but goosebumps is a great one. Um, middle school, I was really into R.L. Stein at that time. R.L. Stein, the author, he oh, had a okay. series of books, so I love that series. Um, high school, I, it's a blur. <laughs> I don't remember reading anything for pleasure in high school. <laughs> I did. Nothing. Be- before I talk about high school, I want to talk about Shel Silverstein. Oh, she's Where good. the yeah. sidewalk ends and a light in the attic, and then there was another one. I still m- remember some of the um, poems from those her. books. Like the, there was, um, there's too many kids in this tub. There's too many elbows to rub. I just washed a behind that I'm sure wasn't mine. <laughs> there's too many kids in this tub. <laughs> See, you remembered I that because you that. made it tied to yeah, it. Yeah, this is actually sparking, re- reminding me of my love for reading. I really did love reading growing but you up. you don't anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> and I just need to tap back into some of that because actually the first book that I could not put down in high school was my English teacher. Um, everybody hated this teacher, and mm. I actually really loved her. She had us read The Thorn Birds. Mm. Do you remember I that? I don't. It was a movie. It was Thorn like a made-for-TV movie, and it was really racy, so I don't know why she had uh, high school kids <laughs> right. reading this but the story was about this um, priest who <laughs> this is awful he's um he befriends this family mm-hmm. and there's this little girl that he takes an interest in this really sounds awful but he eventually falls <laughs> in love with her as she gets older uh-huh. and they have an affair and wow. yeah it's really in high racy. school <laughs> right i was reading this in high school but i couldn't put it down okay. i bet you, I bet you could <laughs> <laughs> isn't that awful that is pretty messed up 
Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're not promoting raciness <laughs> to encourage reading. Just let the parents listen. Right. We're not. That's not what we're doing here. Um, but you remember but that book. I remember, you remember that book, that book. and I, I remember I that was the did. first one I could I not put down. Did. I know, right? That was awful, but it got me. It got me interested in reading. Yeah. So much so that I took a book and a, a college course where we had to read like fifteen or twenty books. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I ended up dropping it because it was too much. But I mean, I so like, what's your point of saying that? No, I don't know what that point is. <laughs> so, so was that encouraged? You're going to get stuff quit? Yeah, well, <laughs> what I will say is that we're out of time. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank so you much. so much for joining us. Yes. This was a lot of fun. It was. Um, as we always, um, at this time, we always want to tell you guys what's happening with Noggin. So, what's happening with Noggin coaching, Dave? Yeah, so um, we are still in, really now, we're really amping up for. Uh, test prep for uh, star testing for SAT uh, SATs and ACTs. It's really big time. Um, you know, we're, we're we're there now. We're you know we're almost towards the end of the year. Um, you know, it's a lot on the line. Uh, and uh, Noggin, we're partnering with families to show them how to strategically take tests and exams um, so that you have success. It's not just about knowing the content. You can know the content and still struggle yeah and so uh we show you how to be a smart test taker um to maximize your scores without adjusting time um you know the time blocks don't change but we we show you how to get there um as well and and if you're in metroplex you might be seeing i just just launched today my facebook ad yes way to go yeah my facebook my facebook ad is out there you'll see it's very uh theatrical you'll see it (laughs) Out there. Anyway, yeah, so uh, check us out. If you want to find out more, uh, you can reach out. Uh, go to uh, my webpage, noggineducation.com, uh, or you can reach me at uh, email me at david at noggineducation.com. And Noggin is N-O-G-G-I-N. I do want to say before we move on, all these resources that we mentioned, we will have on our website, schooldaystoshow.com. Ms. Kendra is yes. going to share those with me. And there was one more there, uh, that I found this, whatshouldireadnext.com. So what you mm. do is you put in the book that you love and that, you're, that you've finished reading, mm-hmm. and it'll give you some um, books that oh. are similar to that. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't want to leave without saying that. So uh, Noggin Foundation, we are doing something really fun this weekend, babe. So we're going to be at the 8th Annual Countdown Conjunto Festival at Billy Bob's, Texas in the historic stockyards. And this festival is going to be benefiting Noggin Educational Foundation. So come this Sunday. Come out and see us. The doors open at noon and tickets are only $5. That's very reasonable. Yes. And you can get them at BillyBobsTexas.com. And if you wait and procrastinate and don't get them until you go to the door, they're going to be ten more or five more dollars, ten dollars. Oh goodness! Yes, get them early. Yes. So, Dave, what's happening next week? So next week uh, we're going to talk about ADD and ADHD and how it can affect students and tips for helping them. We're going to have Dr. Courtney Walker. Uh, he will be our guest filling in for. Yours truly, because I'll be on assignment on a field trip with my son. <laughs> um, so he'll be filling in for me next week. Um, and we'll also hear from licensed professional counselor, April Woldridge. All right. We're looking forward to that. So as always, head to our website, schooldaysshow.com for more information. And remember, you don't ever have to miss a show. Ever. 
find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher, and really anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts, we can be found. And as always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Noggin Foundation. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. And we always want to end the show by saying that David and I are parenting by grace. Mm -hmm. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and the strength we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you want to know more about that, feel free to email us at info at schooldazedshow.com. Have a great week.